following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt and as a special guest tonight, our Senior Director for Strategic and International Operation. And operations. It's <laughs> a big word. Haley Scully, we welcome you to the program as well. Thank Haley, you, Thank you. to you, June. Well, we're talking to Haley. Uh, now, when I think of Haley, I think of Oklahoma. Yes, oh, thank I, you, I just, June. Just thank have you. to throw Let's that kick in. kick off with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I first met you in a different context. You were at our ministry. Mm-hmm. You had been to seminary. Mm-hmm. At the seminary. They used our materials yes. as course material, and um, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, what 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 was your exposure to our ministry? I mean, how how did you respond to that? So we really got into it uh, when it came time to do our practicum. So Mm. when I started seeing clients through the master's program that we were doing, we would use the Hope in the Night resources to build our homework for our clients. Mm. We would go into Steps to Solution to have really practical things that we could share with them of here's, you know, I've heard you say it many times too, here's what you can begin to practice. Yes. In, or, you know, you practice it in faith that believing that practicing God's word with whatever you're dealing with is going to be your lifeline to hope. You know, so we used it a lot to develop that homework for our clients and just the practicality of that and being able to bring in God's word and apply scripture right where they were hurting was very impactful for many of us. There are principles that are great to know. Mm-hmm. But what if it's like, well, yes, I know I shouldn't lie, but I have this pattern. And since 94% of the public regularly lies, those are secular statistics, uh, that didn't help me mm-hmm. because I had a pattern of lying growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in my, uh, some of, uh, in my adulthood, my early adulthood, and I didn't like it, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, but that—that's what I was concerned about years ago. Mm-hmm. Is where is I know what I shouldn't do, but what do I do to break a habit? Right, and that uh, is part of where I think we can sometimes be a little different. Yeah, I think so too. And it's not only just the. Um, we know our shouldn'ts and our ought nots and all of those, you know. Um, and then, like you said, we also have here's what you can do. So if you don't think about the elephant in the room, you know, here's what you can think about. We need to replace it, the practicality of that. But then the other piece that I think is so important is the why. Why am I going to choose to do this different? Not only how am I going to choose to do this different, but why? And Mm. you say it on Hope in the Night all the time. Mm. Would you like to know what God's Word says about this? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ? So it's not just that we shouldn't lie, but first we say, okay, if your choice is that you want to be conformed to the image 
of Jesus. If that's your choice, then that's why you put this into practice. That's why this information is going to be helpful for you. If you don't necessarily already understand or have a have a confirmation that, yeah, that's the direction I want to go, then this is just another option for you. You know, I think that's where it comes in that these resources can be truly transformational when people are at that stage that I want life change, number one, and number two, I think following God to the best of my ability is where life change is going to come from. And then number three, there are practical things that we can begin to Mm -hmm. practice every day. It's not as difficult. Sometimes, um, you know, it's sometimes confusing like Paul said, why do I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I do want to do? I mean, those of us that that are at the church every time the door opens still struggle with those things. So I think that balance of the practical nature of the resources hitting the specific issues like lying with the affirmation that, yes, I want to follow Christ you just can't go wrong with it. I remember when um, a man called on Hope in the Night, and it's happened a couple of times, where this man said, well, I'm just a Roman 7 kind of guy. Oh, And I thought, what is he saying for sure? And he said, you know, Paul said, the good that I want to do, I don't do. The evil that I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, he said, but but I, I do this good over here. And so he was justifying Mm -hmm. whatever it is that he shouldn't be doing. And I thought, how interesting. I said, are you aware that there is a last verse um, in Romans 7? Who will rescue me from this body of death? And the answer is, thanks be to God. It's Jesus Christ, my Lord. And the key is allowing him to take control. You know, many people don't know this. They, they think, okay, here's a list of do's and don'ts. The thing about the Lord Jesus Christ is he becomes he who is all-powerful, who has never sinned. He who has the power, he literally, if he's on the inside of us, and the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So with him on the inside of us, he gives us the power supernaturally right. to change. Right. And so this is where you've lived in this space as a counselor, but also then internationally. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're going to turn the corner because uh, it's fascinating that God called you to that space. Yeah. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. You know, the help that you receive here on the program uh, and whether you call and uh, are helped by June personally or you're a listener to the program, it's the same kind of instruction, the same kind of help and guidance that we offer to people around the world. And we appreciate your support of that ministry here and abroad. So thank you so much for that. If you'd like to give, you can do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And again, we appreciate that. Well, back to our conversation tonight with Haley Scully, a member of our team here at Hope for the Heart, who deals with uh, the international side of things. So June? Well, I tell you, this is so interesting to me because I love our international work. And most people don't know anything about it. They, they're just we we don't we don't um, we, we don't promote. Oh oh, let us come to your country. We've never had to promote. Uh, people have internationally seen our material in other countries, and they go, oh, we need this in our country. And that's the fascinating thing. And so it's basically they are personally pulled because they there's a need. In fact, I'm going to say it this way, Haley. I've been told by many international partners, um, they would say, we, we get doctrine that's available to us through different ministries. We, we have biblical doctrine, but not the practical aspect of what to do to live life in a biblical way we just don't have for all these topics that you have we have about a hundred topics at our ministry not everything is translated into all these countries but into all the languages uh, within those countries but I'm thinking about when you first uh, started at Hope for the Heart you didn't start in the international department. No. And uh, why don't you tell your little trajectory? Did, and did you ever dream you would be a part of the international work? Um, no, <laughs> I did not. Um, you know, and I, I've shared this with others before. I very specifically told God to not ever send me anywhere. 
Hmm. It was on my list for him to <laughs> acknowledge and adhere, you know, Uh-oh. to. So, flag. so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. so you had, <laughs> yeah, I don't, had a list. that usually means that that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. I just thought, you know, I'm telling God, I, you know, I tell a story when I was in uh, probably a, maybe a sophomore, freshman or sophomore at Falls Creek Church Camp. You know, a lot of times the Oklahoma. church camp uh-huh, is where, you know, God, your heart pounds out of your chest. And I knew that God was calling me to serve him. And so I started running down the list and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't sing like Amy Grant, you know, so I'm not going to be a professional musician. Uh, I won't be a pastor. I, you know, can't be a missionary. Like I was running through all the list of things that I told him that Mm -hmm. I was going to do. So it is not lost on me how just the goodness of God to lead us past our own boundaries, you know, and certainly doing international work was past my boundary because I came to Hope for the Heart to get my licensure, my licensure in, in counseling to get my LPC. I was working here on staff, you know, as a counselor, seeing customers on site or seeing clients on site and uh, doing counseling, phone counseling for people that called into our ministry, you know, after hearing Hope in the Night and wanting to continue to talk through things, you had those of us on staff to help with that. I took a call from a couple in India that had worked for the Billy Graham Association for many, many years, and they were in town visiting family and had heard about Mm. the ministry at a conference that they went to, and they wanted to come by and look at our resources. Um, And so they came by, and that day my boss was off, so he asked me to give them the tour. So I just happened to take the phone call, happened to give them just the tour. Just happened to. Just happened to. Mm-hmm. Not uh, by God's design. Oh, just, no, not just at all. Just luck. <laughs> so, you know, within the year, they went home with some of our uh, English resources and some of our Tamil resources. They were doing some ministry in one of the Indian languages in that area uh, of India, and they started sending us their newsletter. And I took it to our international director and said, here's how the resource, you know, here's how this couple, that the, the divorce rates in India mm. were just skyrocketing. Wow. And so they had a whole, they were in their 70s, but they were doing premarital and marriage conferences mm. because they were trying to save marriages in, in India, in this area. And um, next thing I know, I am on a plane to India by myself to do a three-day training with pastors. I was like, "Does God even is God even going to let me teach pastors in <laughs> India?" Like, I it was going to Mars for me, um, and especially at the time, going by myself for the first time. And but, flying wasn't exactly your oh first gosh, love. I had panic attacks when <laughs> yes. I. I mean, I cried. June. I know mm. some people would be like, "Oh, I want to go on this adventure." I literally, I was telling somebody this past week. We had a meeting with some of our international partners in town, I packed uh, a six pack of water bottles in my suitcase to go to India, my first trip, as if they weren't going to have water bottles in India. (laughs) Like I was so, it was so scary and so foreign to me, but God had to do that so that I would truly rely on him. You know, I'm Miss Independent and Miss Self-Sufficient. And I think his grace of taking me literally to Mars in my mind, like, you know, I'm, I felt like I was going to die, uh, you know, <laughs> well, not to, to divert, but I think most people don't even know here at our ministry that actually you had a, an entirely different role in advertising. And so, so really mm-hmm. you, you were, you didn't go just like from 
college to seminary. Right. Why don't you describe what you were doing? Well, I started seminary at 31 years old. So my first 10 years, I say my 20s were my wilderness years. Okay. Um, You know, I worked for uh, a company in marketing advertising, those types of things. I was really kind of in the organizational development side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked there for 10 years and, you know, I just got to the place that I started asking God, where was he? Mm. And he started asking me, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and um, that's when things started to change. So at 31, I went to seminary with to get the counseling degree. And the next thing I know, you know, here at Hope and and hoping the night listeners will understand Hmm. the way that that we're able to counsel so practically you using the resources our international ministry has been committed to replicating that and i've been in 36 countries now i just had Hmm. my 12 year anniversary here um 36 different countries working with you know local ministries um churches and radio uh, ministry, you know, all sorts of people just giving them this practical content that you're hoping the night listeners hear every single night. That's what our entire international ministry is built around. Two Sundays ago, there was an open house at our at the church where, that I attend, mm-hmm. and this man came up and he said, June, you will not believe what is going on with your material in Sri Lanka. Now, when I think of Sri Lanka, I think of you. But uh-huh. he, and he said, and he started telling me how he said you are in all of these different churches, and he 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 was saying things I didn't know actually. And so then he said, and I can tell you, and then he mentioned you, Haley, Aww. the way you came and trained the leaders in Sri Lanka. They had had a a. a a world they they had had a war mm-hmm. that had lasted 20, 27 years 27 I mean, yeah. years and then following that there was a, a new day of rebuilding and i mean i can't imagine being at, at war for 27 years yeah. but the point is we responded don't know well how did that even how did that even take place well he the man that you're referring to um he was devoted to sri lanka he had had a tragedy happen and he lost a lost a son that was on vacation in sri lanka and then it became his heartbeat to see the nation come to the lord so we were invited this is this is what i think if i could talk to everybody about our international ministry What God has done and the miracles and the timing of connecting us with people internationally. When we went there, we our very first conference, and I didn't know this, we didn't have any idea, was on the anniversary of the end of the war. Uh. And the war was in two between two different nationalities. The nationality that the government had control over and then some so so they were Tamil and Sinhalese. Um and I'm sure I say that perfectly. Coming from <laughs> Oklahoma, I say all the international <laughs> words perfectly. But um we had representatives from both churches in a room together, mm. in a conference together on the anniversary of the end of the war. Yes. And there had literally really been genocide that took place in Sri Lanka mm. during mm. that time. Um, 
And some of them began crying. And one of them said, you have no idea the significance of the date of this, that we brought in church leaders. You know, we're just like, hey, okay, it's time for lunch. Everybody line up. Let's take a picture. You know, we're trying to join these people together. So um, some of the these were former the enemies. Oh, yeah. These were enemies. Yeah. I mean, mm. they, were the, they were the church, but they were in the people groups that were at mm-hmm. war. Yes. And so they had not come together in the way that our ministry had uh, been able to be a part of bringing them together, you know, mm. thanks to that man. Mm-hmm. So I think as we, you know, we've never had to go out and find where are we going to do international ministry? You know, we, we don't have to hang our shingle. I've said, like, we're not selling vacuums here. We, we have opportunity to go to one country. We do the training, like he said. And like you said, um, they have theology they they have you know seminaries that god is there Mm -hmm. the lord is there and Mm -hmm. their love for him is there but they do not have the resources to respond to the emotional or the spiritual or even the traumatic um heart needs of the people that they're trying to serve Mm -hmm. so they will talk to people about the roman road they will talk Mm -hmm. to people about scripture Mm -hmm. but then these people go home and they are grieving and Mm. they are widowed and Mm -hmm. they are orphaned and um they don't know how to forgive they don't know how to seek scripture for their everyday life and help and hope um so you know, we'll go to Sri Lanka and we'll be there for a couple of years and work with them. And then the next ministry walks in the door often here at the Hope Center and says, oh, my goodness, we, we need, need these help. resources. We need help. Yeah. Yes. And so then we go into translation. And then ultimately our hope is, and this is what I've really appreciated about you and the way you've allowed us to lead the international ministry. We don't just go drop off books to people. We train them. We train them because somebody can tell me, oh, you need to read this book. Oh, here's this book on, you know, not lying. Well, Mm. you know, but we want to go and give them the heart that they they are not responsible for hope or healing. That's God's place. We want to go and tell. We want to tell them how scripture will change their life. You know, there are people who have never thought about international international work and many people have never been overseas or in another country and so they don't understand but they say well but look at all the needs here mm-hmm. and there, yes we have needs in the United States of America uh, now I realize even as I say this we are being heard right now in Canada and there we're being heard in fact in many, many countries, yeah. because people can, through technology, hear our program. So we're, we're, we already are international by virtue of just being on air. That's right. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. 
These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. One of the ways that we do that is through our uh, reach in uh, radio. We appreciate our local radio stations that carry this program, Hope in the Night. And uh, also, you can listen to us uh, anywhere, really virtually around the world, through our website, Hope for the Heart. Org, and you can find previous programs there as well as on podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, you can find them wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just look up Hope in the Night, and uh, there we are. So uh, many ways to listen to this program, and again, it's uh, in the U.S. and around the world. Today we have a special guest in studio here, Haley Scully, who is our Senior Director of Strategic and International Operations. I got it right this time. You did. And, uh, <laughs> and I've been practicing. And uh, so we... Uh, Welcome you, Haley, and appreciate your impact and and, uh, just your heart for international missions. Thanks, Jeff. You know, I'm thinking, I've heard people say, look, there are needs everywhere. There are needs basically in our own backyard. Why not just focus on meeting those needs when there are people everywhere who are are in need. Mm-hmm. And so why not stay where you can do more hands-on uh, content, on a continuum? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you respond to that? Well, if I had that option, I'd stay home all day long. <laughs> you know, like I, um, I think sometimes when we look and compare and think, well, we ought to be doing this. You know, if you hear yourself saying oughta, shoulda, woulda, and you're talking about somebody else, we probably need to redirect our focus and think, what is God calling me to do? Mm -hmm. We go because God has given us a call. God makes the way for that. You know, so I know there are people like, well, if you won't go talk to your next door neighbor, you shouldn't go. Well, listen, I didn't want to go. Mm. 
you know, uh, I I'm a little bit ashamed of saying that now because I've seen how precious and how mm. life changing it's been for me to see God in so many different places and uh, in the faces of so many different believers and and I have loved it and I wouldn't trade a second of it at this point. Right. But um you know, we go where we're called. So when we look at what someone else's calling is, we need to just stop and think like it, it their calling may be different. Yes. We have a treasure in the word of God to impact our hearts and our emotions and our thinking and our understanding. I grew up in church. You know, I um, second grade, I'm like, sign me up for heaven. I love Jesus. <laughs> I do not want to go to hell. You know, mm-hmm. like church camp and all the things. And honestly, when I started here, um, I think I was either 34 or 35 when I started here. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that I truly knew how to practically apply God's word to my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, soon after starting here, um, I was going on my first international trip. My parents had been saving for three years while I was in seminary to go to Israel with my home church as my graduation present. Oh, wow. And so it was a big thing, but I hadn't flown in four mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and I was terrified. Mm. And you were doing a teaching here in the office and the topic was fear. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid, but the Lord in his graciousness, my next flight was timing with my home church, (laughs) with my home pastor, with my mom and daddy to Israel, to the Holy, like he like made every circus as perfect as it could possibly be. And then I was getting tools to actually conquer my fear with God's word, Mm. transforming my mind and letting him transform my life. So I had, I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I believed in the loaves and the fishes. I believed in Jesus. I believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I believed all the things, but I didn't know practical application and how life transforming that could be. Mm-hmm. Others don't know either. Mm-hmm. If I grew up in church in the Bible Belt, you know, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, and I know I'm biased. And I, know I know you're biased my, too. My That's, okay. That's okay. Oklahoma. That's okay. But if I grew up there with amazing teachers and believers and pastors and family and it was part of my it was part of my thread, you know, it was part of my mm-hmm. life and my family, it's who we are. And I didn't know how to do it. Mm. So take that here and then go to Sri Lanka mm. where where uh where they don't have so you know, where where much is given, much is expected, and we have an opportunity and we have a calling. If God didn't call us to go, we wouldn't go. Well, the truth is, in the United States, we have so much more mm-hmm. than most of the rest of the world. Yeah. And um, one man said to me this last week, you know, they may only have the gospel of John. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you literally come in and you have all of these scriptures applied to each of the topics. Right. And we have basically like a a hundred plus topics. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, And people are so surprised at the breadth of the opportunities to minister for all kinds of needs. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I remember there was a point at which uh, I had 
uh, invitations, uh, different invitations to um, okay, uh, Ukraine, to uh, uh, Russia, to Romania, and there was a point at which it's like, okay, June, um, why don't you take a week here, a week here, and a week there? Mm-hmm. So of these three locations. And uh, would you be willing to do that? And we were brand new on Hope in the Night. It's like, how are we going to do that? Because if you're international, well, you can do it. And, yeah. <laughs> and but through satellite. And so <clears throat> it was so interesting. But I was told ahead of time by the seminary president in Dallas. They met with me uh, in for from... Uh, Ukraine, uh, specifically Kiev, mm-hmm. as well as Zaporozhia, mm-hmm. and um, these two seminaries. And uh, they said, now, we don't have, that uh, they looked at our topics, and they said, uh, and they were just going to pick whatever the topic would be. Right. And they said, uh, well, we don't have childhood sexual abuse in, in our uh, country. And so uh, then in... Uh, I remember Romania, they said, oh, well, we don't have anorexia. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, because I didn't know. And I didn't know our material would be transcultural. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not my thought. Yeah. But I intentionally did not talk about in any of our, our, our right. And uh, I did not have anything that would say, talk about a three-car garage right. uh, or chicken in every pot. Not super you know? Americanized. Yeah. So, yeah. so I avoided yeah. Anything that would be Western mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, and so I remember going specifically to, uh, I was in Kiev, and there was a large conference. This was after the fall of the USSR, the, mm-hmm. the Soviet uh, regime. And so these people came from all around the Soviet, the former Soviet uh, uh, initiative and uh, and they told me what to speak on. So, and I would do like three hours on each topic. And lo and behold, you know, for for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember giving an illustration um, on a topic. I I'm going to make it like depression. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it was, but I, I gave some illustration. And after that session was over, oh, here was this huge lineup. Just long, long line. Tears were yeah. pouring because I had used an illustration dealing with childhood sexual abuse, mm-hmm. and the seminary uh, pastor's wife was doing my translation for the counseling part, mm-hmm. and she said, and she was crying, and she said, oh. I had no idea. I have, I've never heard any of this before. Mm-hmm. And and so just mentioning the topic opened the door of opportunity for people to start dealing with it. Right. And she said, I've never heard one person ever yeah. talk about childhood sexual abuse. Right. Yet the statistics are one in three girls, one in five boys. Mm-hmm. One in three girls, one in five boys. That's huge. Yeah, and is. so you, you just think about here, here. here's a group of children or adult, adult women, right. one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. 
And I know that can seem improbable, but I promise you that is the case. Yeah. And let me just clarify, that's not a U.S. statistic. That's an international. That's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you for that qualification. Yeah. And then when I went to um, Romania, uh, I just remember uh, I was at this huge institute, and they let out all of the classes just to have me. And, and, and later I talked the second year I was there, I said, uh, what if I had been a dingy blonde? And uh, some, and you didn't really think. He said, we would have found a way to get rid of you. And oh, I said, oh, well, thank you. You're good at that voice, <laughs> Thank too. you, thank you. But, uh, but sure enough, here a teacher comes up to mm-hmm. me, and she said, is it? she was a high school teacher. She said, is there any way you could possibly have anything on anorexia and bulimia oh gosh i said really i had been told you don't have it she said i have a student who has lost weight from 120 now she's uh in a hundred and now she weighs only about 78 pounds Mm -hmm. and she said uh, so i had one copy i said here you just take this right so when I was wondering, is our material relevant? Are our topics relevant? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. And yes. we've got to help people no matter what. Yeah. So, uh, and and it is understandable to think, well, maybe this is not relevant. Well, but we made sure our, our even, we want to make sure our uh, illustrations that we present with all the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, and the, by the way, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not be anorexic, but that has a great deal to say about right. the proper view of food and what we are to do. Uh, obviously, people die of heart attacks because of they are uh, anorexic uh, mm-hmm. because they need the, their body. Yeah, it's it's electrolytes yeah. and all. So. Uh, what a difference what, that they can hear, oh, this meets my need. Yeah. I think that's one of been one of the most eye-opening things. You know, here, everywhere else seems so far away. Hmm. But the devil only has two or three tricks, honestly. <laughs> and it, the human emotions of pain and grief, the human emotions are the exact same no matter what the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. The enemy tempts us to doubt God, doubt His goodness, and blame God for whatever we're hurting with. So we are, we're the follow-up team. We are the ones who go in, we disciple. We show them, this is how you follow Christ. This is how you are transformed by His Word. This is how you walk out your salvation. You know, we come in and say, if you're struggling with anorexia, God has hope for you. So Mm. all the topics, the 100 topics, and the Hope in the Night listeners are going to understand that better than anyone else because exactly what you do with them night after night is what we're equipping people around the world to do with one another. And lives are changed. Amen. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. 
God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we want to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. You know, support really does mean uh, so much to us, and we want to give you an opportunity to uh, give that. The way to do that, the best way, is to go to our website at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and you can go there to, uh, to find out how to give. You can even set up to give on a monthly basis. You can give a one-time gift, and we appreciate anything you do. We normally think about on this program that it uh, goes to help the uh, the radio uh, costs of this ministry and to send resources out from Hope in the Night. But we also have an international side to our ministry that many people are unaware of. That's one reason we're doing this today with Haley Skelly, who is our uh, Senior Director of Strategic and International Operations. And uh, so with with the international ministry, then, June, uh, if a Hope in the Night listener gives to the Hope for the Heart international ministry, where does that money go? One of the things that I'm immediately thinking of is our one of the biggest challenges has been lack of funds for translation. Many times the people that we serve, they don't have what is necessary to do translation and of of our material not not all of our material but just the the keys um we call them uh we call them biblical counseling keys and now we're calling uh so many of them uh keys for living and um they're what what's what impairs us from being we're in 36 languages but we have been asked by so many countries, is there any way you could, uh, could we have this in our country or in our language? And um, we, we are limited uh, by uh, finances. And, and there are those, though, in fact, this one man just came up to me and said, I would like 
to support you by uh, financing your material in in Hebrew for Israel. And I was shocked. Just did not expect that. And you know, we have some, he asked, are you in Arabic? And I said, yes, but I didn't actually, I should have qualified to say, I said, we have some material. Uh, and there was a, a gift given that, I, and, and I knew this couple, and they said, normally we, this is not where we would typically give, but our son is in, a, and it was an Arabic country, and um, he, they, they could see how that could be beneficial. It's beautiful material, and yeah. I, I say it's very attractive, yeah, but mm-hmm, the printing is, but yet there are on, there, we only have, I think, 20 topics compared to the 100. So, and I think, praise God that we've been able to do like Spanish is amazing that the kinds of materials we have and even in Dallas where I'm doing a course called Discipleship University, there's a man who uh, goes international, but he is doing our Spanish material. Uh, he did the Holy Spirit and in the previous, uh, uh, he's just switched to conflict resolution, and he told me on Sunday, you wouldn't believe the number of people who are now coming on that topic, uh, conflict resolution, and I just smile. You know, he said they want help. They they don't know what to do. And so, um, you know, what we're doing is not just, well, let's just, this is an idea. There's something in the Bible. It's called the Great Commission. Uh <clears throat> Uh, the Great Commission, it tells us to go and make disciples. You use the word disciple. Mm-hmm. Disciples. Now, what do you think that um, is the the call? Because you talked about a calling. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear that we are all called to go make disciples. That doesn't mean international, but it certainly can mean go international because when you look at the rest of that scripture it's to be here there and like everywhere yeah yeah um for me personally you know some people will say counseling and hearing people's problems and hearing their hurts how it's so overwhelming how can you do that all day long you know it, it jesus said peter do you love me and feed my sheep when we go and make disciples it's because for me, I feel like that has been God's specific call for me. Haley, if you love me, then feed my sheep. And feeding my sheep to me means giving them his word, mm-hmm. the bread of life. This is how we feed them so they become mature in their understanding of his word. They become more to the, you know, conform to his image. All the things that we know scripture is meant to do, that's what we go and do. We are teaching people how to receive God's word as their nourishment for life and living. You know, First Timothy three sixteen and 17, that his word is good for all teaching. All people don't understand how to walk that out. So many times as believers and as Christians, like I said, for me, even personally, I had a great pastor, a great church that I grew up in. I just didn't know that practical piece. Mm-hmm. And that's the same. And I think for your, for the Hope in the Night listeners, 
They understand the practical way that you begin to address the needs of your callers. And so even as they give to the Hope in the Night International Ministry specifically, and when they go on the website, you know, there's just a forward slash international, they'll be able to find a way if from their homes they mm-hmm. might feel a call to be a part of the discipleship of international believers. So what that looks like right now, how they would be giving, we have 15 key partnerships in key global areas of the world. I know I said key twice. I'm not, I, I'm new at NBD, trying to no be No big deal. That's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we could edit that out or leave it. But we have 15 partners. The, the beauty of this is I have been in most of their homes. Mm. If I haven't been mm-hmm. in their home, I've been in their church with, with previous directors and partners here at International. It wasn't always just me. I've represented you. We carry you everywhere we go. Even <laughs> though you may not be on the plane with this, we carry you everywhere we go. But these are partners that we have been with. I think the shortest term for one of the partners that we help provide funding to is eight years. Mm. So these are long-term, stable ministries in their country. Some of them have background in Campus Crusades. Mm -hmm. Some of them have backgrounds in radio ministry. We have multiple radio ministries just like you're doing right here, Spain, Indonesia, in South America, Um, ministers that we work with directly that are on air teaching from the keys, and some of them doing counseling, like just like you do. We don't prescribe how they need to do this. We say, what is your need? And usually, like you said, it starts with translation. They need the resources in their language. We're always going to have to work with somebody that speaks English because I know about five <laughs> high school Spanish words. <laughs> um, so we, I understand. Yeah. I, in Spanish, I know taco bueno. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, well, then I feel really good because I know at least five words. And I say them no matter what country I'm in. If I'm in a country speaking Arabic, I'm still trying to throw out my Spanish <laughs> that I learned in high school. Um, but so translation is a key piece because they may be able to equip them themselves, but people want something in their heart language. Um, Oftentimes, we're helping support them. You know, I think about our Zimbabwe partners. Mm. Um, There was a, a woman that had been to our trainings and she started walking to villages mm. and this is this is a woman that I have held in my arms mm. and and cried with her and know her story so mm. this is one degree of giving you know our our ministry isn't wide internationally I mean we're pretty wide 36 languages but we intimately know the people that we're funding and working with um, I think because our international staff has always been so small that we haven't grown to beyond to like, well, we don't really know what's happening with that. Mm. We know these faces. We know Mm -hmm. their names. We've held their hands. We've had meals with them. We have prayed with them. So when people give to this ministry, it's translation for her. Ultimately, uh, it's tea and cookie money. It's it's how mm. does she begin to host and care for and nurture the people that she meets with under the tree and starts teaching on rape recovery mm. in the middle of Africa, yes. in the middle of Zimbabwe, you know, uh, teaching on topics that these people have never been exposed to. The first time that we were in the community near her, we taught on rape recovery and the women would not even make eye contact with us. Mm. And so I told our director in Zimbabwe at the time, I said, I don't think we should do this topic. We'll point 
let them see that the resources are available, but we shouldn't do this because it made them so uncomfortable. So I have my counselor hat on, Mm -hmm. you know, professional, uh, you know, trying to think how do we do this right and well. And she just, she said, you have to, they have never heard this covered by people of the church before it's not talked about. She said, if you will talk, if you're not afraid to talk about recovering from the trauma of rape with them, if you're not afraid to talk about it, then maybe they won't be afraid to talk about it with one another. Mm. So we kept doing it, you know, so Mm -hmm. I took my counselor hat off and put my kingdom hat on. (laughs) And that's what these resources internationally are helping equip people do. So from the translation to do they have bus money to get where they're going, it is very much on the ground connecting people to God's Word. So these 15 partnerships that we have in these areas, they're doing one-on-one, but many of them, their ministries have grown as we've continued to grow with them over the years. They're doing radio programs. They're doing, uh, you know, through the COVID time, they started doing Zoom counseling, Zoom training. Many of them saw their ministries expand internationally. So like our partners in Argentina were asked, you know, to do training in Chile, to do train. So our Indonesian partner, he goes and has done training in Singapore and in Malaysia. So we are, in the way that I look at it, and these people that it almost makes you just want to start crying if you even think mm-hmm. about him, mm-hmm. we are undergirding the pauls of these nations, mm-hmm. the people that say, I will give my life to get God's word in the hands of people that are hurting and many times it's not it, it is an evangelism tool it, uh, it certainly brings people to the lord just like jesus at the well yes. i know your need i know i know your need let me give you the water that will never run dry mm-hmm. you know so many times it's evangelism but to me and all of our material has every mm-hmm. single topic that we have also has how to come into a life-changing yes. relationship with the Lord Jesus it's Christ. It's blueprint right there. Mm-hmm. So even if even if a pastor doesn't have all of that training, you lead him to the Lord. He is the Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. He is your hope. And then tell me where you're hurting, because mm-hmm. now I'm going to take you to God's Word on it, just like you do on Hope in the Night, Night After Night. So when you, when you, the listeners of Hope in the Night give to our international ministry, we know the names and the faces mm-hmm. of the people that are receiving this for translation, to help with their radio costs, to help with getting books in hands, to get them on a bus, to get them to the next village with the next group of people that they're talking with, with Ukrainian pastors who now in the aftermath, the continuing existence of the war at this time, but also the aftermath, we're getting people to help. We're getting them to safety. Mm-hmm. They they get food and water, and then we're helping pastors. How do you begin to talk to them about forgiveness? How do you begin to talk to them about healing? That's when people give to Hope in the Further Heart International. Those are the types of efforts that their, their funding is helping to provide. So I would just say, is God calling them? Mm-hmm to be a part of that, to disciple the nations. Isn't it wonderful that Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Amen. There are so many who are in bondage. They need to be out of that prison, whatever the stumbling block is in their lives, because Jesus said, the truth set you free. Well, we present God's truth for today's problems. You could be a part. If you'd like to learn more about the international ministry of Hope for the Heart, just go to hopefortheheart.org international. 
To find out all you need there, there's also a donation link at the bottom of the page there on our website. If you'd like to give to support this radio program, Hope in the Night, we encourage you to do that as well, hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded. 